Hello, and welcome to my sixth podcast in a series of 10 for teachers starting out on their career journey. My name's Rebecca Roach, and I've been teaching for 22 years in schools in London and South Wales. This podcast is about lesson observations, with a particular section about plenaries. As a head of faculty, member of the senior leadership team, senior mentor for PGC students and external verifier for newly qualified teachers, I've had the privilege to observe hundreds of lessons. I want to share with you some of my thoughts because I know that lesson observations often make teachers really anxious. And this is natural. It shows that it matters to you. The first thing to remember is that the lesson observation is not about you putting on a show. The focus should be on the learning experience of the pupils. So have this in mind when you plan the lesson. Start by visualising success. What will the lesson look like if it's successful? And how can I plan tasks, activities and questions that will get my learners to that point? I would suggest planning something that you normally do. Don't go for new, radical or complicated. Stick to something that you've done before and you know works because this will make you feel more confident. When planning and delivering your lesson, consider the four P's. Participation, pace, productivity and progress. These are things that an Estin inspector once told me they were looking for in an observation. So think about whether your pupils are all participating in the learning. How can you plan for that? What differentiation are you going to need so that everyone can be taking part? Pace doesn't mean going swiftly through each activity so that pupils don't have a chance to breathe or mess around. Look at your learners and take visual cues, as well as using questioning, to decide whether to move on with things or when to slow down if they don't understand something. Are the learners being productive? What does being productive in your lesson look like? It doesn't necessarily mean loads and loads of neat pages of writing in a book. And progress. How will you know pupils have made progress in their learning by the end of the lesson? This involves planning an effective plenary that gives the pupils a chance to prove their learning. And we'll come back to this later. So now you've planned the lesson, here are some thoughts for the actual lesson now it has arrived. Firstly, be organised and set up the room ready and have all your resources to hand. And if you're using technology, check it works before the lesson. Secondly, I would really advise having a copy of the lesson plan and all the resources on a table ready for the observer. So you decide where you want them to be positioned and they, they know where to sit when they come in. Third, focus on greeting the pupils at the door and getting them in and settled quickly. Four, don't keep looking at the observer. Just try to teach the lesson and forget they are there. I had a very odd experience when I watched one lesson and the teacher kept looking over at me as if they wanted confirmation that the lesson was going okay. 
uh, and it was a very odd experience. So try just to get on with teaching the pupils in front of you. Five, keep the pace and engagement up in the second half of the lesson. In my experience, I've seen lots of lessons start really well and then the learners start to lose focus or the lack of challenge means that learners start to disengage and everything starts to unravel a little, little bit. So um, try and really make sure that the second half of the lesson is just as engaging and energetic and enthusiastic as the first half. Six, don't stick to the lesson plan rigidly if that sacrifices pupil understanding or engagement. Too many teachers feel that they have to stick to what they've put on the plan. But use your professional judgment. If you feel you need to go off the plan a little bit, then go, for, go, go with it. And finally, as Paul Guinness says in his teacher's toolkit book, don't underestimate the power of enthusiasm. So however nervous you're feeling, deliver your lesson with enthusiasm, energy and a smile. It's important to see lesson observations as a learning experience that should form part of your CPD. So a vital part of the process is to get feedback and to have the opportunity to have a professional discussion. So don't be afraid to ask the observer to clarify written feedback and ask questions or provide explanations about why you did certain things in the lesson so that it can be a learning dialogue useful for both of you and the observer. Just be careful not to get too defensive or argumentative in your discussion. Now, to take away the fear of lesson observations, I think we should regu regularly take opportunities to observe each other. Peer observations can be so useful to share good practice. Why not suggest it to your teaching and learning group or PLC in school? Get a group of you to just informally watch each other and share what you've learned from your experience. The other thing to try is to record yourself teaching, either using Iris, if your school has this, or just with a video camera. The good thing is that no one else has to watch it except you. And whilst it might be a bit painful to start with, it can be so useful to look at speech patterns, use of language, and body language and positioning in the classroom. When I videoed myself, I realised that I said okay far too much. And so this was really useful. And I consciously then made the effort when I was about to say okay, to stop myself. Now, in the final section, I would like to focus on plenaries. Out of all the lessons I've observed, I would say the most common area for development I've commented on in my feedback is the plenary. Quite often the teacher ran out of time and didn't do a plenary at all, or did a very sort of quick thum thumbs up to check the coverage of the learning objectives, or the plenary didn't really allow the pupils to demonstrate their learning and progress. I've come across lots of gimmicky activities like exit tickets and a massive overuse of post-it notes. Now, I'm not saying don't use post-it notes, but whatever activity you do at the end of the lesson, it should 
Number one, be given enough time to be meaningful. Number two, consolidate learning for the pupils so it should prove to them what they've learnt. Number three, it needs to show the teacher where the learners are to inform their future planning for the following lesson. And number four, it's a really valuable opportunity to increase pupil self-esteem and motivation by recognising effort and progress, not just those who have achieved the most or done the best work. So in a lesson observation, keep an eye on the time and give yourself enough time to do your plenary and then to dismiss the class in an orderly way. I'd like to offer you some ideas for plenaries. So how about using it as an opportunity to diagnose misconceptions and errors through questioning or highlighting common mistakes that you've noticed during the lesson show that it's okay to get things wrong. If only the most able get to show or share their work, the rest of the class often lose interest. So a way to allow everyone to share what they've done is to encourage pair share or to use something like mini whiteboards so that everyone can show their understanding and their answers. My next thought is to get pupils to ask questions. Through the process of creating their own questions, children are given a valuable opportunity to think back over and make sense of what has been learnt. In the plenary, distinguish between activities that have been done and learning that has taken place. So your questions should focus on what they've learnt and not just what they've done. The plenary could be an opportunity to go over new vocabulary that's been introduced. And it's a great chance to use games to make the learning fun. So there's plenty of ideas out there. Kahoot, Pictionary, Bingo, Roleplay, Hangman, snap, card sorts, the list is endless and I'm always impressed by the creativity of the teachers that I've observed. Finally, the idea of traffic lights. I've seen a lesson where at the end of the lesson the pupils put their books on either a piece of green paper, orange paper or red paper. So you have three piles as they leave the classroom. And this is to show how confident they feel about that day's topic. And I thought this was a really useful idea because this can help you to plan the level of support needed for the next lesson. And it can also inform the feedback that you write in the books. So when you're looking at the books that have been put on the green pile, those are pupils who felt really confident uh, in their ability and in their learning. And so it's interesting when you look through their work, if you've got a pupil who says that they feel really confident and they understand everything, but then they've made quite a few mistakes, that gives you an opportunity to pick up on some misconceptions with that pupil next lesson. 
And equally, you might have a pupil who put their book on the red pile, but actually they got everything right. And that's a really nice chance then to be able to give some really positive feedback and say, look, actually, you know, you've got everything right. You do know this topic. Well done. This is fantastic. You've, you know, you're doing really well with your learning. So embrace the lesson observation experience. Remember, teaching is what you do every day, every week. So have confidence in yourself. Thank you for listening. My next podcast will be about questioning techniques. Thank you.